in the previous episode, we talked about what you do or how to kind of evaluate your organization, your leadership, everything when someone resigns. This episode, we're going to switch gears to talk about what you should do throughout your organization when you have a vacant spot. It's a process that's so important. Those opportunities aren't often. So you got to leverage them really well. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. We've all experienced it. You have somebody resign. Immediately, your tendency, or at least mine, is to want to fill the job. You're like, oh, we got a vacancy. We got to refill it. It's kind of exciting, right? You get to tell people about a new job opportunity. Maybe you can get some new blood in there that can change some things up. Whatever that may be, what I am going to talk about is why it's so important to hold up for a second. Leave that vacancy just for a little bit. Depends on the role, but in most cases, it also depends on the season. In most cases, you can wait a little bit of time. Take a breather. Now, here's the process that I work through. Every single resignation, every single resignation. Uh, I've, I've learned that this is an important process because every time someone leaves, you get an opportunity to reassess not just that position, but your workflow across that entire area of your organization. Whether you have one department or five departments, whatever it may be, you get to take a, a look at that area, looking at all of the work. So my first step in doing this is asking the person who's leaving for a thought on what needs to be done for that role in the future. You would be very surprised uh, how many times I've heard an unexpected answer when I've asked that question. Uh, I've, I've had people say, you know what? It looks like a busy role. It's not a busy role. And I, I'm leaving, although I love my job and I love all these things, I'm leaving because I want to be challenged and I didn't find enough challenge in that role. Or it might be, I really like the organization. I, you know, like we've already gone through what you do with assessing whether there's an organizational issue during each resignation. However, they'll say whatever their thought is on that, then they'll switch to explaining that the job is just too monotonous or it's too challenging or it's whatever their answer is, you need to take good notes. So that's step one. Um, I always ask the person and see if I can just kind of have an honest discussion saying, you know, you're leaving. We enjoyed working with you. What's your feedback? And make sure it's only you and that employee, not their supervisor, not anybody else, especially if you want to know. Some roles, you might not want to know at all. You might have a just a, a, a normal role. But I would argue that almost everybody that leaves your organization at many of the levels, you should just have a, even if it's just a hallway conversation, you should have a chat, figure out what's going on in your organization from someone on their way out. This is different than an exit interview because it's more informal. You're focused on growth, improvement, making sure the next person is the right fit 
uh, for example, if someone says it's too challenging or not challenging enough, you might say, and let's say they say it's not challenging enough, but there's enough work. You might not want to get an overachiever, somebody who's trying to work their way up in that role. You might want to get somebody who's well into their career, loves doing that level of work, not looking for much else to fill in that job. Now, on the flip side, if they say it's too much, but uh, and it just wore me out and I just wanted to, to do a job, you're going to want somebody else. Do you kind of see the importance of getting this information from somebody? There's all sorts of angles, but it's really led through an informal discussion. Because when you bring people into your office, uh, if you got a big office or whatever it may be, you bring somebody into your office, they're more intimidated, they're less likely to, to talk to you. That's, that's kind of the more formal part of the exit. But this is just, hey, how's it going? What would you change if, if you were to be rehiring this? And who would you be looking for? Uh, and is there things in this job that you don't think fit or do fit? Is there different strengths that you think would fit better in this organization? And you just like really give them the respect to trust that they'll have a better answer than you for that solution, for that refill of that position. That's step one. That can take quite a bit of time. Um, and, and frame through your questions, but keep it very open dialogue or else people kind of seize up and they won't give you all of their thoughts on it. Once you've done meeting with the employee that's on their way out, your next phase is to meet the team around them and see if there's an alignment, a general alignment with what that person says. I'm not talking about people that are outside of the team because everyone seems to have an opinion on everyone else's job. But I'm talking about the person in that organization that uh, works directly with or alongside that person. That's your next layer. So you walk up and ask them, you know, you say, hey, this is an opportunity, not a not a disadvantage. This is an opportunity to change some things up. You know, and I was thinking, and you can say a few of the thoughts and I'll make sure that they align with the employee that just told you those things and see what they say. Uh, it's not a bad thing if they disagree with them. But what you're trying to do is make statements that get people to answer. If you'll notice in a lot of these podcasts, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't have too rounded of edges on certain topics. And it's because you really want to dig in. You want to get the response from people, whether you're right or wrong, you want to say it so that they can correct you or support what you're saying. That's your next phase. Talk to the people that work directly with that person and, and really take the lid off and say, Hey, let's look at this whole job. Here's a job profile. Here's all the things that are going on. They might say, things completely opposed to what the employee is saying on the way out the door. Then you might realize, oh, there was a little bit of a lack of alignment with this employee in our organization, or maybe the culture, whatever it may be. So then you can kind of discredit a few of those aspects of their, their feedback. Or there might be perfect alignment. And you might be like, oh, they were a little too close. They probably weren't working too well together because they were kind of on the same team. And I'm probably going to lose this employee. Do you kind of see what I'm saying? But each person you talk to, make sure it's a, a more of an informal discussion, just kind of popping ideas, being excited about a new person coming in or shifting some roles. And then, the, so that's the next phase. Once you've listened to that, let that soak for a few days. Don't, don't rush in 
and just rehire the job. I've seen too many people do this. It's a big mistake. Think about that for a couple days. Then come back with your proposed solution. You meet with different people that may be involved. Like you might ask some other departments that need information from that person or needed support from that person. How did it work? What did you find worked well? What didn't you work? What didn't work well? What kind of strengths did you find that helped? What kind of strengths didn't help with this kind of role? And see how much alignment you get from all of those layers of feedback from the employee that's leaving to their colleagues to the ones that work in different departments that use their service or whatever. Everybody has a client in your organization. When someone doesn't think that, they're crazy. Your client, if you're doing payroll, is all of your staff who you're paying. Your client, if you're doing customer service, is all of the customers that are reaching. But your client, if you're a coordinator putting the programs in or whatever, sorry, I'm going down the lane that I I work a lot in, but they have a client. So find the client and get them some feedback if if it's especially with its if it's within the organization. Then you step back another layer. I know this sounds like a lot of work, um, but it's so valuable to do this. The next layer is you look at data. Was this area doing better or worse during that person's tenure? Be very honest. Whether you like the person or not, what were the results? Figure out what your KPIs are or key performance indicators for a good job. And, and then finally, look at their performance reviews for the last three years and see whether they're trending up or down. All of these things help you. Um, it might be valuable to look at the, their performance review before you talk to them. Because if they're trending down, you can kind of figure out why. You'll dig in a little more. If they're trending up and then they leave, you can figure out why. They might have trended up because they they're ambitious and they want a higher level job. So you're, they're doing really well, or they're actually feel like they're doing really well and you're not giving them a good mark. And then you got to look at your evaluation process. All of this is about taking the lid off of the role. And I think every manager of any organization, when they have a vacancy needs to go through this process, unless it's a very staple job, the, the, that informal process changes a lot. It's not as specific. It's more like, How'd you like working on this in this group of people? And what were the group dynamics? And how were the supervisors? How were the managers? How were how was the clients? How did they treat you? Did they did they have the right level of expectation for you? Could you meet that expectation? Do you see these prodding questions? That's that's your role. Then finally, after you've done all of this work, and don't shortcut it. I'm talking about a few 20, 30-minute conversations. You soak on it for a little while, reflect on it, then start building a new job profile. If you got to shift some duties, if you got to do a few changes with the role, you're ready to do it because you've done diligence before you fill the job. I hope you understand what I'm kind of talking about. This is the process I follow. Every job that is vacant is an opportunity to get a better uh, fit, uh, the right person in and make your organization move faster and smoother and make your job an awful lot easier. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.